0: What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dale and Keith Show. I'm Derek Camerahn, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend uh, Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right?
1: I'm all right, mate. How
0: are you? Yeah, I'm all well, good. Thanks. I thought I lost you there for a minute. Yeah, uh, you did. <laughs> so I came it.
1: up seeing, uh disconnected, but I'm good. <laughs> good. I'm
0: here. Don't worry. Good man. Good man. Hopefully good good man. Full time. Yes. Yes. Good to um, good to talk to. You. Obviously, when we spoke last week, we were talking about. And Stephen Gerrard, so we discussed him and his very quick departure. So now we're looking to have a chat about the new guy. Now, um, Giovanni van Bronckhorst got announced on Friday as the new um, Thursday or Friday as Friday's new Rangers manager. So absolutely delighted. One of the things, Keith, that I wanted to talk about first of all was just how how quickly I think and how effectively I think that the you know Ross Wilson and the Rangers board and you know chief executives and all that managed it. Would they? What did you think about how how well they done, um? And obviously getting the man that everybody wanted as well.
1: I I think the the credit or a lot of the credit goes to Ross Wilson for sure. I think it's it's clear that we've been doing prep work and getting ready for this. I mean, we keep talking about well, we've got to have replacements lined up if we sell Alfie or if we sell Tav, etc. And it's clear that they've had replacements lined up for Gerald just in case he's went because you don't. Um, I don't think that you have such a quick search um, and getting somebody the calibre that quick if you've not done some of the groundwork if you're not ready for it maybe not expecting it I don't think the club was expecting it but we were ready for it and I think that um, that that comes across for me anyway and just how quickly and, and how well it went um, and, and to get in somebody like Geo I think it's um, it was, when, when was the last time you can remember an appointment where everybody was, was aligned and everybody wanted the same guy in. Do you know what I mean? Every, every fan you spoke to, there wasn't many people said anybody else apart for Gio. You maybe get the odd uh, Chelsea fan you know, that wanted Lampard or whatever, but by and large, everybody was wanting Gio. It was a favourite right from the start and the fans were delighted for the club to do it. It's very interesting. I think, obviously, I, I don't think the club were like, oh, well, the fans want him, so we'll go get him. I'm not saying that's what it was, but it's just great to see that alignment, I think. Um yeah. and it should hopefully get the fans right behind
0: him. Yeah, definitely. I hundred percent agree with you that it. it's, it's interesting because he is a guy that like I said, I didn't I didn't hear anybody else. I think maybe people were saying "Of oh, if, if Geo says no or's got something else, you know, or doing something else, then you know, maybe Lampard or something like that. But but mm. if G if Gio did say no, you know, sort of thing, you know, that was a possibility because I think we us as Rangers fans, we've got a lot of scar tissue with some of the previous stuff that we try to get, you know, like Fifth choice Derek McInnes knocks his back, and we have to go for sixth choice Pedro, you know, and things like that when we're looking at stuff. So I think we've still got a bit of scar tissue for all that as well. So it was it was really nice and it was you know, I couldn't praise them more or just how um how quickly and effectively they done it. And also the other thing as well, Keith, is you know, they said at the interview, it interviewed three or four uh, two or three different people. There is absolutely no sniff out there at who the other two people were. It's quite interesting.
1: Aye, aye. And I think um was it Ross Wilson said, you know, like you know, we um di- did that deliberately and I want to thank their representatives and them for, for keeping keeping it confidential and they no saying as well. So across the board, I mean, you, you kinda expect somebody like an agent or whatever to try and try and leak it or you know, like there's there's usually chatter and it applies a bit of pressure and or whatever, but obviously it's been people of the right caliber. It's not been you know, it's not been some Scottish Muppet. Who's going to tell his pal at the record or at the Sun or whatever or his agent or it's going to come out? It's been people of of real real calibre, you know, who understand that if your agent starts blabbing, your chances of getting the job go down rather than up. Um, yep. and just get it and get how you know the the kind of classier approach. Um, so I know I think it, like you say, very interesting and it's just how the club operates. But I mean, we've seen it with players lately under under since, especially since Ross Wilson came in, um, even since Gerard's been there. To be fair, but it was very much a case of you didn't know who Rangers were signing until pitchers came out of them holding the scarf, do you know what I mean? So many signings just came out of nowhere and yep. that's how the club does its business and it's how it's done its business here, which would been good. I know Gio was, was a known, you know, he was caught in London and his agent did say there was positive talks and that sort of stuff. So, you know, maybe he bucks a trend out of the three actually that were interviewed, but ugh, I mean, obviously it wasn't that, wasn't that much of a, a bad drama to be fair.
0: No, Exactly. Exactly, it wasn't like you were hearing about it, you know, because a certain manager that was managing another team's best pals was a guy who works on the record, so, I glad that we didn't hear it like that way and stuff like that, and, you know, I think ultimately we've got our, we've got the guy that everybody wants and just really excited to see what he's going to bring now as well, because like we said, obviously we're going to talk about Sunday and stuff on Sunday and then looking ahead to Thursday um, later on, but... I'm really excited to see what he he brings in. I'm excited to see his method of football. You know, with with female, they've done done incredibly well there in a short period of time as well. But obviously, he's coming into something that, you know, we are top of the league. We are the defending champions, you know, and stuff like that as well. So, obviously, with the exception of, you know, the weekend there, we were in a good, you know, it's probably the best that any manager's walked into, walked into Rangers as far as I can remember.
1: Aye, I think um, <clears throat> you're right to say that he's coming in. You know, we we spoke about it before about it being an exciting job. You know, you've got a cup semi, you've got a big European game, you're top of the league, you've got a busy period of you know December and that where you get a lot of a lot of difficult ties, but that makes it fun and exciting and a challenge, and that should. And then all of a sudden, yesterday happened, and the job went. It got a lot harder. The negativity just skyrocketed. And all of a sudden, it's it's feeling like, oh man, he's got a big job, and you know there's lots of problems and all that. Which I'm not saying it's not true, but it's just funny how you know how quickly things things turn in football. But um, overall, you would still need to say he's coming in um, to a a team in a decent place. Whether the squad's in a decent place is is maybe slightly different. But facts are, we are top of the league. We did, you know, there is a, there was a semi final just there. Um, Alright. Pissed that away, but that's the, that. Wasn't known at the time when he came in on Thursday, um, and then you know, big European game, chance of qualifying. There still is a lot there for him to come in and get his teeth into, and hopefully that motivates him. I'm sure it does, uh, and his backroom staff, and hopefully they can translate that, and he, you know, gave players a kick up the arse. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Let's have a let's have a quick chat about some of the guys that he's he's bringing in with him as well. You know, um, one of the guys that I think everybody knows in world football who's coming in with a massive amount of experiences. Um, Roy McKay is first team coach you know, yep. v- very successful player, Dutch International played for one of the biggest players, he played for Deportivo and he just bagged the goals in for them in Spain, then he went to Bayern Munich and again bagged the goals in for them as well, so this guy's coming with a real pedigree um, in there as well and then from the press conference today it seems like he's going to be like a, almost a, a striker coach um, as well, which is going to leave a wee bit, maybe it might leave a bit of a question mark over mean the Four, or else is he going to go somewhere a bit different than just do general coaching? Is he still going to be a coach? You know that's the questions that we're going to have. But um, looking at it, having someone like Roy McKay in your backroom team is just going to help these guys as well. I guess it was the same when you had, you know, you had somebody there for the midfielders like they had with Gerard. We've got someone equally there, like Giovanni van Bronckhorst, who is arguably more, was more successful as a footballer than than Steven Gerrard, you know the things he won and stuff with like that. I mean, we're obviously just spent feathers here, but you know when you look at that, these two great players, and then obviously Gio's got his left back experience in there as well. You know they're just going to learn off these guys, aren't they? And you think that's only for that's only for the positive?
1: No, definitely, and I think I mean I don't think there's any real controversy in saying that that Gio had a he's probably well he's got a better medals haul and had a had a better career on the park. You know what I mean? If you look at things one, was he a better player than Gerard? No. Um, was he an yeah. icon like Gerard? Does he have a stature of Gerard? There's lots of different bits that you could say Gerard had over Gio. But I mean as, as far as success and being a winner of games and trophies won, you know, like Gio's done almost everything, captained his country in a World Cup final, won leagues and champions leagues and Part of the Arsenal Invincibles, or he was injured for a lot of that, but he was still there. And do you know what I mean? So he's he's done he's done a lot of stuff uh, in his career. So yeah. I mean, I think as a player, um, probably you know slightly better, and more successful, if not a better player. And then as a manager, obviously he's got a better managerial record than Gerard. Gerard did nothing, and um, you know, experience wise, and Gio comes in having had a very successful spell at Feynard. I think probably goes down so far anyways, the most successful manager to date, I think, with a mm-hmm. meant to won. I mean they're not not exactly a um, you know, the type of club that, that dominates, you know, that's not their style. They're, they're one of the kind of smaller big teams, if that makes sense. So they're not necessarily like an Ajax that's just used to winning all the time, you know. So um he's got a good record there. So um definitely coming in with, with plenty of pedigree. And I think, like you say, bringing Roy McKay in as a as a a, a coach beside him. He had an amazing career as a player and gives more credibility and a bit of bite. And that we spoke before about um, whoever we got in would have to inspire the dressing room. You didn't want them to bring in a Derek McInnes and then all these top players that came here to play for Stevie G are like, Well, this is shit. Whereas now they might have came there for that, but they're looking at you look around the re- the dressing room and there's Geo and Roy Mackay. that's got to keep them inspired and, and get them fired up and you know, it comes with a, a certain definitely a, a degree of credibility, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then you've also got to think as well, with these, and obviously the other two guys who came in who are relatively unknown to Scottish football and, and Rangers fans, I imagine, out there as well. Each fitness coach who was with them at um, Feyenoord as well, and then he went over to China and stuff like that as well, former Dutch, he was part of the Dutch team um, as well, comes in with a lot of pedigree as well. so. It's I coming
1: think, in good. Um, sorry, Keith, when you go. No, no, I was just going to say, I totally agree mate, and I think the the other appointment, the analyst is an interesting one, because, you know, like, for, you think about, oh, here's the big announcement, and, and one of them's a kind of data analyst guy, and you think, that it's interesting that that was a, a priority enough, that's usually one of the wee quiet ones, you never really hear about and sneak in, but it shows that, you know, he must put value in that, and he, he mentioned in his, his press conference, which we'll maybe we're talk about in a, a wee bit more detail, in a minute or two, but, he mentioned in, in that that this is a guy that knows him, knows his style, knows what he cares about, knows what he's looking for. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, he's bringing in somebody that's gonna really put us in opposition under the microscope right away as a priority. I think that's quite that's quite interesting.
0: It is, it is, it's really exciting. And then obviously the, the other bit that we were looking at as well is there's space for the space for another another few people coming in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned that. He mentioned that in the press conference. You know, he's looking for his, his. assist Imagine his assistant manager is going to be, um, yeah, John Paul, um, Gastel, who was a. He was a senior player, I'm sure, for a number of years as well. I, I was. A right? Dutch international as well, but he's over in, um, China at the moment, and I think they're trying to get him released because I think the club that they were that he was managing are basically just about to fold. All um, right. Aye? So he's coming. It looks like it looks like he'll be coming over as well. And you mentioned about maybe potentially a few other, hopefully a few other changes in there as well. I'm just interested, Keith, do you think, do you think it is such a big deal to get the, you know, people are saying about bringing in someone who is uh, Scottish or, you know, someone who knows the club into this, you know, because he knows the club as well. Obviously we're aware he's not Scottish, but, he does know the club and he knows the club and you, you say he knows it maybe not inside out but he does know the club you know do you think that's important to get someone in there who is Scottish and you know to sort of be like a sort of a confidant in the dressing room you know the, the go between between the manager and you know the players
1: Um, in a word nah, nah. not really to be honest um, I, I know mean, the fans are putting a lot of emphasis on it but nah not really I mean for, for me like it's good to have somebody that gets it, right? And Gio's been here before, so box ticked. Um, I think, like, Pedro in Jonathan Johansson was that like, that had a huge amount of value. Well, he spotted Morelos, so maybe, you know, like... But does, is, is, is that going to make a break? Not, not for me, I think, as fans, we tend to put too much emphasis on that. Now, if somebody says to me, you know, tomorrow it's announced Neil McCann's coming in as a, as a coach, uh, as a first-team coach or something... I'm going to love that, right? If he's bringing Kevin Thompson as a first team coach, there are guys out there that we would love to see in. Definitely not taking that away, but oh, as a first team coach, he's bringing in Barry Ferguson. No, thank you. Leave it at the door, you know. So, yeah. like, just for the sake of it, tokenism doesn't matter to me. Um, we've got Gio, who's been here before, so knows what the club is about. Um, he's a he's a winner. Roy McKay's a winner. That's what matters, right? Did they get that? Did they get the big club mentality and the, and the winner thing? Do you play for Barcelona? Do you know what I mean? Like one Champions League in leagues with Barcelona, and captain his his country in a World Cup final, like we said earlier. Didn't get any bigger than that? Right, these things just there's nothing else above that really. Partly if they'd won the World Cup, you know that's a it. Um, so nah, I don't I don't think we need it. And as far as being a go between, that's why we've got a captain for me uh, and some leaders in the dressing room, which we we'll maybe talk about a wee bit later on. But um, no, nah, if you've got a good captain, he deals with it. You you can you know that. that I think about it as like um, Alex Ferguson at Man United. He didn't need to go into training and be like, right, you, Mr. New Player, that's this, that, and this other. The players set the tone, the players set the standards because they knew, you know, they were winners themselves. Forget when the manager, this is, this is a big club and we want to win, so you better buck up, mate, because this is the standard here. And if you don't have it, we're going to boot fuck at you. It was pretty much their approach. You can get by that. That's what it should be like here. We should have a core of leaders, um, and the captain should be that go between, if not multiple players that the manager knows and trusts and has a good relationship with. So, I think it's kind of blown out of proportion.
0: Um, what about you? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I don't feel like it's massively important. Um, because like, like I said, there, Gio those Rangers, and obviously, he's not been here for a number of years, but. He knows the club. He knows he knows what the values are of the club. He's obviously seen the way that we've been playing, um, as well. So yeah, I'm I'm not really that bothered. Been, like, like you said, having someone like a new McCannan, you know, I think it'd be great, um, for him to come in and sort of build up. He's not, you know, and it also has to go between as well from having an ex Rangers in there as well and McCann, who's obviously been very much heavily involved in Scottish football as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you could I think if he was going to bring anybody in, Keith, I think he would probably be. The fans' number one choice, you know, like like you said, somebody like Barry Ferguson, no, thank you, I don't want that. Um, no. I like maybe Thompson. I think it's still a bit too early for him. I think he still wants to do a job. I think he wants to build himself up. And um, you know, he's he's doing well at Kelly Hearts, so you know, I think he might want to stay there for a wee bit. But I think it, most of the fans' choices would be a would be a Neil McCann. I, think,
1: I I think it's fair on KT. Like he has, you know, he has better where he is. It was just an example of. You wouldn't be lucky yeah, if he came in. I think for his own career, it's better where he is. Um, but I mean, yeah, I know McCann's the the kind of the, the 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 popular choice and and probably the obvious choice. Just to throw out an unobvious choice and totally contradict myself. Gio, if you're listening, get in touch, mate. I'm I'm happy to step in and help out if, if you need. Yep, you've done your badges and that, all, You're all good to go, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I uh, wish. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, I so like right, right,
0: it's, it's 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 very exciting. I think to see him coming in and just to see. You know, a former player who we hold very, very highly coming back to the coming back to the club as well. It's just it's just a sight. And I think after the sort of crappy crappy and unexpected way that Gerard lived for the forever for, for, for him in so quickly and you know so effectively. And it is also the guy that everybody wanted as well. It just makes it feel good. But so, what see, sort of oh sorry, on you no, I was
1: gonna ask you a question. So do you want to ask yours first or do you want me to ask first? You go first. I was gonna ask you right, we spoke before about the, the club may be building a bit of a an ethos, a way of playing, a philosophy, or whatever you want to call it. Do you think that the, the geo appointment kind of fits in with that? Jinky's going to come in and make wholesale changes to formations and styles and patterns of play and, and principles. Or do you think you know? Do you think that the club's acted right in that regard? Because I know we all wanted him, but do you think it makes sense?
0: I think it makes sense to bring him in. Yeah, he's a young. Exciting manager. I think he does sort of fit the bill um, as well in what we are looking for um, in there. Because if you look at Gerard, Gerard was a young exciting manager as well, but we sort of got a bit of an upgrade from where Gerard was when he first took over. Because Gerard was managing Liverpool under twenty under twenty ones or whatever he was managing. You know, even under 18s Um So I think getting someone in of geo standard and Joe's class, and the fact that he's won. Won a league, he's won a few cups in there as well, and fielded as well, and they were under very very strict budget requirements, and you know things like that. that the Rangers have got as well. I think he's a think he's a great fit. I'm I'm really interested to see how he plays on the part. You know his formation, you know the tactics in there as well. You know hopefully, obviously we're going to speak about Sunday as well. But I think a lot needs to change, um from from the way that we play football. I think that's been evident this season. Um, as well, and bringing in somebody like him, who's fresh and exciting, going to be a good thing. I think. What about you?
1: I know. I, I agree. I think. Uh, I think it is a, a good fit. I would say that. Yeah. I as a as a point in time appointment, I would say you're right. It's it's an upgrade on on Gerard was when we appointed him. You can debate what you think of Gerard now, but when we appointed him, you know, he was ticked a lot of the same boxes as Gio, but he didn't have any of the. Managerial experience that that that, that we've, we're getting now So I think you're right, and I think that does show progression from the club. Um, it shows that we you know we we are coming on as an absolute full unit. It's not just Stevie G adding a bit of shine. You know that some people might like to think, and when him gone, the club regresses. That's not what's happened. I think we're showing progression, and I think that's great. And as you touched on, we touched on earlier, guys like Ross Wilson, being a bit of the place, brings that professionalism, uh, just no nonsense, get shit done. You know. Um Bisgrove does it as well in the business sense. We've seen the business side of the club come on leaps and bounds in the last few years. So I think it's uh, very encouraging. And as you say, from a footballing perspective, I think I think he is in keeping with the the way that the club's going, you know. he talked about playing attractive, open football and you know, wanting to get after teams and all that sort of stuff. But um I no, I think it's I think it's good, aye?
0: I think it's good as well. Um, and one of the questions I'm gonna ask you is, you know, you being a more of a sort of tag piece guy and stuff like that what do you think he's going to gentle change anything? You know, Dutch football was always, you know, predominantly fast attacking. But, well, maybe not fast and attacking, but, you know, methodical attacking. Um, where do you see, do you think he'll change anything in terms of the formation um, or anything like that with the way they were playing currently? Um, maybe not the way we're playing, but just like the way that we lay out at the start of the game. I think he's said that during the press, and he was quite open to changing during games and things like that, whereas Gerrard's very... This is your formation. This
1: is what we do. It seems like. I I think you'll be more pragmatic and flexible than than Gerard was, um, because you know Gerard. I mean, I remember his first kind of an interview, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not married to a system," and then religiously played four three three pretty much. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I I, I expected to, to see more flexibility from from Gio. Um, I, so I think, I it's a, it's a fair question. More variety. I think that. Um, you know, short term we'll probably not see too much, but um, I think he will definitely change the change the style and the patterns of play. Um, Dutch football is very um, you know control and possession based, and I think he, he touched on that. He says I like to like to like the teams to be in control. So you know we know what that's like. You you know what that's like, right? You know what uh, the cross School of football leads to being a Man City fan. Pep is yep. Pep is the modern. Well, we probably wouldn't like me saying the modern Cruyff, but you know, like he—he's the epitome of it. Um, certainly now the the modern spin on it. So, we know what that's like. And Gio spent a bit of time at City with Pep as well, so it's going to be probably high energy, high pressing, lots of lots of control, win the ball back, high recycle, it, keep the opposition pinned in the further they are away from your goal, the better or that sort of jazz, right? That's, that's, that's what Pep cares about. That's what Cruyff cared about. So I would expect to see a lot of that. And I know it's not very specific because I, I, I honestly haven't analyzed much of uh, Gio's career as a manager. So I can't I, I analyze them and, and say exactly, but I would expect along those sort of lines. Definitely. Aye? Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. So let's go on to the, the press conference today. And, have a wee chat about that. Um, it was, it was actually, I was, I was actually really excited watching it when you see him coming out. You know, you see the pictures of him walking up the marble staircase, and all it does get you, it does get your wee pinger on the go, doesn't it? When you, when you see, when you see a new manager with a suit on going up those marble staircase. So I thought that was great when you see him going up there and just to, you know, so sort of I thought I thought handled the press conference well. You know, in terms of anything that they were answering, I guess the questions weren't particularly. Some of them weren't really that taskful. I thought that one thing I've noticed throughout all this as well is just how impressed I've been with Ross um, Wilson. And again, they asked him a few questions, a few tricky ones in there, and they took them on and took them on the chin. And he was, you know, one of the things I thought was very exciting when he said about, you know, deals under no remit to sell players, which is interesting considering the accounts um, as well. So it shows you we're getting backed um, as well. What did you think of that, Keith?
1: I well, if we take Ross Wilson first, He's clearly no nonsense, man. I like him. I like him. Yeah. He's just like, nah. And there was one point where he kind of, he almost butted in, I think, to, to Van Bronckhorst and did the whole, what Gerard did for Rossiter and kind of like, that's not for him, that's for me. And I'm telling you, I've already answered that question. You know, like, aye, that's fine. You know, I quite like that. I think he's, he's, he's um total no-nonsense guy. Um, and I, I really like that. So, nah, I think Ross Wilson's came out of all of this really looking really, really good. Yeah. Um, Really good. Um, so that, that that first and foremost, and then Geo, I thought Geo came across came across well, man. And I think I've got an idea of him. You know, we remember him as a player, and he was young. He was he was a midfielder back then. That's how long ago it was. You know, um, he he, um, he was always quite a, a happy. Just he came across like just as a very nice, calm, laid back sort of guy. So I had a wee like, oh god, I hope he's not too nice. Coming away for the press conference, I, I didn't get that sense at all. I got the sense that he's no nonsense, and he's you know he's he's kind of like a you know he's learned from your advocates and your Van Hulle's and all that. These guys don't mess a bit, do you know what I mean? Like they're known for being you know totally taking responsibility, doing it their their way or the highway, and, and that. So he came across quite he's quite strict, and he's he's not going he's not going to miss, he's not going to take any guff. So I was I was really happy with that because like I, I let's say one of my fears was. It was maybe going to be too nice, but I don't think that anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he came across as you know, quite calm, collected, but also quite he came across as hungry to get out there and meet this. I was he met Tav today, being the captain, um, as well, and then he get asked the question about Tav, um, the GCM him and they didn't answer the question. Obviously, just like, we just had a had a conversation with him, um, and we'll go from there. But it's he, he came, I think he came out as quite hungry. You know, he sort of get get ready and get started as well. You know, quite it was quite calm, but it was it was really interesting. I was I really I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm so excited Keith, about about what what he's going to what he's going to bring.
1: I um, I felt he came so. across as calm but powerful. You know, like he 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 he's got. I think he came across like a, a confident leader. You know, that way where he's like he, he's sure of himself, and I like that. Cause that's where you need to be at a club like Rangers. You need to be confident in your in your beliefs and your decision making because you know it's a pressure job. Everybody's gonna second guess everything. You're surrounded by fifty thousand of the best managers in the world because that's what every fan thinks they are and they're gonna tell you, you know. So um there's all, all that going on, but he came across as someone that's confident. He's like he looks like a good leader, calm, but just, you know, like powerful and he's in his words I felt like he, he's assured and I think that's great. You know, you don't want somebody up there that's not really sure or, you know, a wee bit a bit throat crackly or whatever, but he just it, to me he looks like a good leader, and like you say, ready to get going. Um, some of these some of these things about like I can't you know like I, I want to see look at the players in their eyes and tell them first and what I thought about yesterday and all that, and you're like Go on yourself, mate.
0: Wish I yeah, could do that. Exactly. I think it, I think for the yesterday wanted to tell them what they
1: thought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Aye. Being there as well and watching that nonsense, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, but um just, just just the last wee last wee bit on him as well, you know. Um I'm excited to see him out on the patch we's you know we s we all the staff there as well because obviously we might have a few more coming in and just to see we changes and maybe Thursday might be a wee bit too early to see some of them. Aye. Um but it's just gonna be it's just gonna be really exciting, I think, now. I and think then, he's got a,
1: a first a first test for Thursday, but yeah, you know, haven't seen what what we all seen yesterday. He's got a first a first wee glimpse into for us, and we can't read too much into it. But he might just he might just show us a wee something on Thursday, you know. Like for example, you see the team sheet, and there's no Goldson and there's a young kid in there, or there's Nay no Alfie, or whatever. I, I'm not saying what I would do or what I expect him to do, but you never know, right? That yeah. that may that may just be a wee bit of. He's no shy to take a decision and he comes in right away and he's like, You know what? This is what's happening on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, you might just see something, you never know. You might know. you might just go, with. you know, like, we've not got a lot of options in some positions. Um, Connor Goldson, I'm looking at you. But he might just go, you know what? I'm not having it. Yeah. you go, know, mate. I don't care. I'll take it in the chin. I'll go with the kids. I'll go with something different. I'll go Bassie and put Balligan in his right centre-back because he's right-footed and it actually fits better. You just don't know, man. Like I, I would. Um, I think that it's possible, certainly. Maybe not probable, but it's possible.
0: Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. Right, mate, <coughs> we're going to go into this disaster that was yesterday.
1: Are you sure? Nothing else we can talk about? Oh,
0: I think so. We could sit and watch paint dry. I think I'd have been more excited watching paint dry than watching that yesterday. Got to um, the
1: dentist with anesthesia would have been better than that first half <laughs>
0: Exactly. Brook canal treatment through the anus, I think I'd rather have done that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I the um, thing about it was was I think everybody was you know, yesterday was a m- massive game for us, you know, semi final. The Cup Chance to get through to a final and obviously we still winning on Sundays, but well, it was very difficult for him. One and it was also a good place, a good starting point for the manager as well, more than anything, you know, to get him in the right get him into a final you know, without me even starting yet, it. So it would have been a great place to be, but unfortunately, we've seen this all season The team just weren't, they, weren't they there. Um, again, losing an early goal, so early, so stupid, you know, terrible defending, and it was just already eight minutes gone and we had our backs against the wall.
1: Aye. I think, first thing I'll say, you, you, you mention it there, new manager. For me, if I'm Geo, I only know of one way to interpret that, and that's a slap in the face. Those guys knew he was in the stand, knew he was starting today. They knew they could put him into a final as a welcome to the club gift. Um, all the stuff you just mentioned, and pretty much not one of them showed up. I would interpret that as a slap in the face, and I'd be telling them that the when I met them, like I, I, I don't think it, like it's, it was unacceptable on every level. That is one of the levels in which it was unacceptable for me, um, definitely. But on the game, uh, you're right, it was, you know, like, well, we've seen this movie pretty much every game this season where we go out and we, we look all right, we look neat and tidy and we keep possession for the first five to ten minutes. And then that other whoever we're playing against goes up the park on their first attack and scores and we're 1-0 down. That's exactly what happened. And that's what we've seen ten times this year already or 14 times or whatever the crazy number is of times we've conceded first it's pretty much been almost the same scenario the last five or six of them anyway I would say maybe all of them I don't know
0: yeah yeah it's becoming a really really annoying repetitive thing here and it's just getting more and more frustrating and then like I said earlier on um, when we were talking offline um, Hibs had two shots and had two shots in target and two goals you know it was so incredibly frustrating and you just knew after that I think after the first went in I was like, this is New York Day. And that sounds so pessimistic. It sounds so way down the dumps, but it was true, you know, because...
1: Am I on the phone to Conor Goldson here? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>
0: but you know, I know. But it's just, like, so incredibly frustrating. And we're going to talk about Conor Goldson in a minute, Keith. As well, aye, I shouldn't have done that, one, bit, one, of the, one of the main things that I wanted to talk about was one of the things that he's, he seems to be getting a bit of a jiff on social media, I know he, he isn't into it and, you know, you know, and stuff like that, but the goalie, you know, McGregor seems to have been getting, seems to have been getting it and I've been, any time the ball came near the Rangers box yesterday, I was, I was worried, you know, I had my heart in my mouth and I'm never like that with McGregor, you know, it's just obviously been over the last few. while, I can't even remember, this just sounds like I'm beating him up and I'm not because I absolutely love him and he's been a saviour for us for a you know, for a number of games. Look at the saves he made last season, the Celtic game, where Griffiths hit that um, long-ranger and he tipped onto the post, you know, he was, and he was absolutely sensational last season. But but the header from like the,
1: the, the corner at Slavia, I mean, how he kept that out. I yeah. don't, I, for me, that's up there with the Vedder Bremen save already a year ago, man. You're just like, I've watched that a million times and every time I just don't understand the laws of physics when I watch it. It's crazy.
0: And I just, I'm, I'm really struggling to understand... You know how you can go from that to to this. The way he's playing, it seems like he's he's no making a save. You know, Aye. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's me being a bit harsh and looking at it, but I can't remember over the last few games. I think we might have like said we mentioned that he made a few good saves against Hearts. Um, the one each game at Ibrox, but other than that, like that Aberdeen game, he picked the body in twice. Um yesterday picked the ball at the, ben, the net twice as well is this something then you mentioned that you know the goalkeepers as well on their form and just how important it is for them when they're when they're not playing when they're not in form you know not to be playing almost
1: I mean you can't take a chance man if a goalie like a, a mistake from a goalkeeper nine times out of ten maybe 99 times out of 100 it's going to cost you a goal do you know what I mean yeah. there's, there's there's, they're the men in black, right? They're the, they're the last line of defence against the scum of the universe. There's nothing else. There's just an empty net. So uh, if you've got a goalie and he's he's in a, a run of form where he's, he's making mistakes, or in fact, even worse, he's not doing anything positive. Now, every football player in the park, you need to be doing something positive. It's not a passive sport. But as a goalkeeper, if he's not making the saves, even the bread and butter saves, if he's not punching a corner away or whatever, if he's not doing something, then... Aye, there's there's no choice. You've you've got to drop him. Doesn't matter what his name is or what he's done before. It's it's your job to, you know, win football matches and protect the team and protect the club and protect him. I mean, what's gonna to happen to his confidence? You know what I mean? Like if you keep trying to let, let him play his way through it and he just isn't he catching it and he's not saving anything and, and there's weak goals going in it's not going to do him any favours. And then that spreads, right? So the center half feel wary and then the defensive midfielders, or maybe the center half sit deeper because they're not confident in the goalie. Then the centre-mids are like, well, hold on, the center halfs miles away. And, it, you know, like, it, it impacts the team. It spreads, like, like ripples. It, it spreads through the pond. So, now, nah, man, as much as McGregor's been phenomenal for us, it's maybe just one season too many and maybe he should have looked at Alex Ferguson and just... Won the league, I'm going it in a high and 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 left it there. He's he's went for, he's went for one extra one extra round as a boxer. And he's got a bit chinny, I think maybe is what happened. Yeah. There. Maybe no, I don't know. But it, like you say, it's been off season. It's not like a like a bad game for a bad game. You you you'd say like you know this is Alan McGregor. He's a bad game. Who cares? Forget it, right? But he's had a bad season. So I uh, I think um, maybe one too many. Yeah, yeah, and I
0: hate I hate saying that about him because. You know, I do appreciate everything he's done since he came back and you know, just how good a goalkeeper he's been, but it is getting a wee bit like
1: Aye.
0: I'm beginning to feel a wee bit like I'm getting a bit scared every time the ball goes near the go- near the defence and you'd never felt that last season, you know, considering how solid they were. And then I guess that brings us on to the next person that we want to talk about as well, who has been very vocal yesterday in his press conference was Connor Goldson. Um now I sort of see a lot of people I see the press conference that he done is sort of two ways almost, Keith. Like the first one was, you know, he kind of be he kind of be talking about the players like that, considering he's one of the ones that's making most of the mistakes. And <laughs> um, and then secondly, you know, obviously people were saying it was a wee dig and stuff like that, but I guess it might have been a wee kick up the arse that they need. You know, what did what? How how do you interpret it?
1: I think. <clears throat> There's, I guess, what he said could be interpreted the second way. Like, if you're trying to be positive, it could have been interpreted if you were just to read the transcript of him trying to fire up the dressing room. Maybe how he said it leaves me in no doubt. Like, yeah. I, I did not take. He wasn't being positive. He wasn't. That wasn't a and up speech. That wasn't a uh, talking in the dressing room and pretty much looking down the camera and going, right lads. Let's get a fucking act together here. Wasn't he one of them? You know, we've seen that before for for players. It, it wasn't that. I, I read it as just negative. Checked it. Doesn't want to be here. Um, knows he's gone and isn't really that bothered. Um, you know, I think it came out like to me. He's he's prides up because he's playing badly and he's out of form and he knows that. Um, but it just came across like that. Like I look at for myself and I'm a wee spoiled brat because I've not played well. Um and I'm I'm annoyed with myself and I'm gonna have a pop at other people for it. It came out like a very selfish approach. And then it didn't come out to me like he was trying to fire anybody up. It came out it came out negative. I don't think there was anything positive to take from it. I think that he was he was being what he thought was honest and maybe for the first the first wee bit, I was like, ah all right, okay, maybe. Um but you know, when he starts talking about at half time three 0 we, we all know the game was done. Well that's bullshit. Um, and unacceptable. Um this is a guy, I mean, this is something that, you know, we were talking about in, in one of the group chats that like half an hour left against a very good Braga side, we were two 0 down and two You know, so at half time at three one, it's the same thing. You're doing two goals, plenty of time. Plenty of time. You go when you just go in the first fifteen minutes, you know, Hibs will Hibs will be rattled and collapsed a wee bit, I think. We really put them under real pressure. Um personally I was sitting I was sitting quite near the, the Hibs fans yesterday and for the first like the first half hour that, like from the start to be fair to them right up until 3-0, I was like, oh my God, as soon as we scored, they pretty much didn't see they, like I didn't hear them for the rest of the game almost. They were they were pretty quiet until it got near the end and it was clear it was done. But you know the like the goal was like okay you know, they settled. That was the thing. They committed and they settled. If we'd scored the first 10, 15 minutes, game was totally on. So he was banging the order saying that. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other things they said, like you say, try to throw other players under the bus when, you know, he's he's a big part of it. His form is honking. Now, whether you can say he's, he's individual mistakes are directly costing goals, I think the problem we've got is if you look at the goals, there's multiple mistakes all the time. It's not just, you know, it's not like... Um, to have a bad pass back and you know it came out of nowhere and he under hits it and the forward runs in and scores or something and you go it's Tar's the fault there's always multiple people to blame including Conor Golson his form is honking he's having a bad year um, so I for him to try to say other players want to do their jobs I think pretty bitch
0: yeah yeah I think it's, it's it stinks totally of a case that he's you know like you said he's checked out and you know he's he's already looking at his next move which you know, if he's playing like, as far as I'm concerned, they
1: can, he can get to right now. Oh, I, um, I, and I must have, like. I think it's 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 important to say that I, I don't care if a player's running under his contract. That's that's life. That's that's their right. When they sign a four-year deal, if he's going to honour the contract to move on, having won the league, having won fifty-five, it goes my best wishes. Nothing against the guy. I honestly don't I don't hold that against him at all. If his performances were the same as last season. I kind of care if he was on a, a free one for a three year contract. It's up to him to manage what's he, what he right for his career and his, his family and all that sort of stuff. So that's not a thing for me, but it's his performances and his attitude. And the performances have been poor, and the attitude yesterday was unacceptable. And like you, I would have him out the team as soon as possible and off the wage bill as soon as possible
0: because of it. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree with that, man. I don't have any place for somebody like that I'm supposed to be our vice captain.
1: Vice captain, and all, man, can you imagine? Yes, yeah. And then that just lets you, that gives you a glimpse into what did that dressing room look like yesterday? If he's the vice captain, meant to be the leader of the back line, and he's just sitting in there like, oh, this game's done, do we need to bother with the second half? How are the rest right. of the players going to be?
0: Yep. Yep. And one of the other boys who had a, another stinker, his, his pal, um, Tav, you know, who's I think it's been incredible throughout all this you know looking at everything he's done with the with the club in terms of you know like the water situation and you know how he's conducted himself during this time how he's conducted himself as a captain as well um, I think it's been first class. but yesterday he was just another another stinker and he offered literally nothing out in that wing at all didn't he?
1: Aye I, I mean I think Tav had a bad game had a shockingly bad game especially in that first half um, I think i definitely kind of, kind of disagree. Um, shouldn't have seen the second half for me, I would, I would, have, I would, have, dropped, I would have subbed them at half-time for sure. Probably too late, maybe even earlier, but i wouldn't have come out for the second half. Um, they had a bad game. It happens, we're all human, right? You know, um, Tav has, has, like you say, I think for me as a, as a club captain and an ambassador, Tav's been phenomenal, right? He's great, he's great for the club. Um, but I say club captain deliberately. As a captain on the park, uh, I I'm still not convinced, um, and you know, as a as a player, he, you know he has he has good days and bad days. I think he's um, don't get me wrong, phenomenal numbers for a right back, but this season, you know, like I said this to you off off air or whatever, um, he um, he kind of like if you look at Tav, I think he's a, he's Rangers in a microcosm. You know, he's he's played. Played ropey, he started a lot of games ropey, and then he's came on for big moments. You look at some of these games where we've been one 0 down early. Taz probably been culpable at some point in the build up or in the goal. But then he'll go and have an assist and a goal that gets us the two one victory. We're like, All right, so he's he's then he's he's made it back. You know, he's, he's bought he's dug his cell out the hole, he's dug the team out the hole. That's a that's a leader, you know, he's 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 there in the big moments. So he has definitely had that this season. But yeah. He's also had a lot of slow starts and a lot of gain-away, stupid, weak goals. And the same for the team. You can't do that every week and, and pull it out of the bag. That's not how it goes. And yesterday, just like the rest of the team, gave, it, gave a too big a head start and couldn't pull Jack shit out the bag.
0: Yep. yep it's a worry. And considering you've got, you know, we've got this young centre uh, right-back sorry, that everybody's raving about. You know, not just Scottish football, but even beyond that, when they see performances for Scotland as well and young David Parsons who's sitting on the bench here eager, you
1: know, somebody's not playing well. You know, bring 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 the young lad on, you know what I mean? It's simple as that. Oh, I I like you say, bring him on. Even give him a run in the team and, and let Tav know you've got to win that jersey back. Just because you've got that armband doesn't mean anything. And he can still be the club captain, but not get picked. Yeah. That's exactly. not so you strip him. You don't go, oh, mate, I can't play you today, so you're stripped. That's not how it works. Still the club captain. But if you're out yep. of form. Then you do not going to park, and a vice captain will the armband. You yeah. know, like so, no, totally. And I mean, I'm I still not convinced. Um, Nathan Patterson, brilliant player. He's going to be a brilliant player for us. Like you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be comfortable selling to and just having Nathan Patterson. No, you yeah, know, of like course, yeah. he, he, uh, sixty games a season, sixty-five games a season. But you to, to have his dream, man. He's an animal. Do you know what I mean? Like he gets up and down that wing all the time. Mostly, like very, very few injuries. So you know, like. That, he's a very robust player that you know like I, you, you've been relying on Patterson 60, 70 games a season but he can absolutely come in get a run in the team putting Tav under pressure Tav's not playing well you come man absolutely I would have no qualms about starting the kid for a, a good few games in a row at least see what you get do you know what I mean because that's the thing you see him in flashes you think he looks great playing for five games in a row is he going to be consistent is he going to be that young inconsistent player where you, you know you, you still need, he still needs to develop you don't really know um, but absolutely Tav should have been dropped. Partson was on the bench, I would have put him on at half time, if not sooner, yep. for sure.
0: Me too, me too. And then probably the last thing I want to talk about in terms of the players is um the other guy who is incredibly I was incredibly frustrated with yesterday was Mary Loss. Um, you know, the midfield, I think we all had Kent's probably the worst one we've seen for a while, you know, his performance um, in there as well. But I thought Mary Loss was Honking, oh, You see the least, man. He just didn't look interested at all, mate. As far as I can, as far as I was, I was concerned. What did you think? Of his um, performance was was that a case of you know am I being a bit too harsh here? Is it just a case of he wasn't getting the service or, you know, was he actually that stinking?
1: I know. I think you've been too nice. I think saying you were frustrated. I found his performance offensive. I thought, like he, I mean, especially against. Porteous, right? Who we know there's those running battles, we know that he didn't put up any sort of fight for me. Didn't he? He didn't ever look like he was going to give Porteous a hard day, didn't he? You know, like that Alfie just bullying defenders, running at him, shoving him. You know, he didn't. He just didn't look up for it at all. He jogged a bit. We cut a wee of bits of hold up play. That was about. It. He did. Yeah. He did nothing. It, it, it was offensive, and I think that's that's the problem. I mean, how many times? Especially even in the first half, where you know we won the, well, won the won the won the races is is generous, but you know we're having a having a honking game, and I felt like Joe Rebo gets the ball and he, he beats one or two of them and he he goes forward and then he's surrounded by four of them and there's nobody anywhere near him and you're like, well, what's the guy meant to do? You know, like is he meant to be is he meant to score a Maradona goal? He sell like every time he attacks. I felt sorry for rebo during that first half, especially. I thought he was our only half-decent player and a big part of that was he's busting forward and Morelos is... He was nowhere. He wasn't was posing any kind of threat. He wasn't trying to, you know, get... I mean, where you want him to be is in between the sticks. That's where he's going to get his goals from. But he was nowhere. He was miles away, man. He was standing yeah. in the centre circle. He came deep to try and win the ball. All right, maybe a wee flicker into a But then he's just standing there and Eribo's got to beat five or six of them or whatever. You know, like it's. It, no nah, man, I was offended by Alfie's performance. Again, another one for me when it came out of the second half, I would have hundred yeah. percent to have an Alfie I'd have made two subs at half time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: 10, I'd have made ten
1: yeah. if I could have But you know, you can't. So two that would have done me.
0: Yep. Yep. So that was the that was the main ones I sort of wanted to sort of discuss. Is there anybody else that you wanted to sort of discuss? Or else even, you know, looking at the one of the things that boggled me and we'll talk about this very quickly before we go into talking about Thursday. Was the substitutions, um, and there I just did not make any sense to me at the points when they when they bring them on. You know, Kent. I mean, I understand Kent had a bit of hunker, but he's he's one of these guys who can turn it on a flick of a switch. You know, and, you know, bringing off, taking off Aribo, who was arguably a blessed player. Was he just a bit knackered? You know, it's it's just I just didn't understand it. It seemed like we had the bench was just loaded with defensive midfielders, and it looked like he was going to bring on. Or you know he was going to. be ready to bring on um, Lindstrom before Balligan got injured as well, and I just didn't understand. You know some of the substitutions. What did you make him? I know the, the subs. I mean, I,
1: did, I personally, I, I wouldn't have. i no objection to Kent going off. I think. I, I, <laughs> I think it's a bad day, and when he's like that, he'll keep trying. But I, I, I didn't necessarily have any problem replacing him. But like you say, it's it's who you're bringing on and what you're doing and and taking off. Rebo, who was our best player on the day, I don't know if he would flagged up. Look, like, I'm tired because of all the travel. We, you know, playing with Nigeria and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, those things like that that might be happening. That was the only thing I could think of. But I would have left him on quite truthfully. Um, I would. I I think killing the creativity when you're chasing it, it. It did look to me like well, was Ryan Jack coming on just to get minutes or or what? Because you, you're know you're not bringing these guys on to go. Well, let's just let's not get beat by 10, right, because that was never on the cards, Have settled for 3-1 at half time. they were, done. Yep. They were yeah, only, done, they were only concerned, they could have come out, actually, I, actually, I think they might have done us a favour, because if they'd come out, and really went at us, and thought, this is a wounded animal here, that could have been six or seven potentially, you just don't know, right, but they did, didn't, they? so, um, I, I, I I don't get it, I don't get it, it wasn't like we were getting battered and embarrassed, and you're trying to shut the door, and just get home, you know, with some sort of pride, it, it didn't make any sense, you're right, taking off, um, the the creative forces and even let's say you take off Kent and you bring on Hadji, fair enough, or Bakuna, fair enough, or Kala fair enough, right? Okay, you're trying something different because it's not working for Kent. But taking, like you say, taking off Aribo and Arfield too was our only other threat. I thought he was making runs and had a couple of shots, and he looked like he scored. The probably, you know, like he looked like he was maybe getting a wee bit of trouble with the late runs. I, I, I felt like there were only two players that looked any sort of threat, and they take the two of them off. And bring on, you know, like you say, holding midfielders half the time was 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 mind boggling. I subs didn't make any sense. And I think it speaks to our poor prep. I know Conor Goldson in his interview said it was nothing to do with the team personally. I think that I'm not saying it was the biggest factor, it's way more on the players. I'm no, I'm not blaming the, the the interim team that took over, but clearly there was I think there was leadership lacking, you know. I, like I said to you, when you see the, the main man, supposedly anyway on the day coming at with a tracky on. Like if you're, if imagine that's you, right? Genuinely, like some, you know, you're you're a coach at Rangers, you're doing your thing, you're a fan, you're happy to be there, and somebody says like, "Majors left, need you to lead us out in a cup semi-final at Hamden I'm putting a suit on. You better you're believe it, so- man. You're suited and booted, didn't you? You're getting you're the fairly. brogues, you're getting everything, you're dressing up like a Rangers manager, and people might go, "Oh, look at this guy, I think he's a Rangers manager." I would give no fucks. I'm leading the angels at a cup semi-final at Hamden. You're bloody right, I'm going to look your part and try and take on the responsibility. We didn't. It was it was coaches. There was There was nobody in charge for me. No manager. Nobody dictating. And going back to the half-time thing, I said to the guy beside me, who's going to put a rocket up on us? And obviously, Conor Golson's interview tells you, nobody. Yep.
0: Yep, exactly. No leaders.
1: Not even anybody in the dressing room. You know, nay like, McGregor or Davis and Nate leaders were lacking leaders in the squad and we were lacking a leader in the in the dressing room. And that's not a slight on these guys, that's not the role, right? You know, they were just they were just filling in. Um but I think it shows we were lacking it, even if it you know, I'm not expecting them to bring it. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a massive massive worry, and it's you know, like 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 we said earlier on, you know, it's geos geo's coming into this job and you know, when we're looking at it, you know, we're t- topping the league by four points in a cup semi-final, you know, sort of coming back to a few winning ways with a few decent results against Motherwell, etc. Um, in the league. And then you come back and this is, you know, you turn around and you see this performance. You it must have been like, what the hell is this? Um, I
1: thought this team was tapping the league. Uh, it's yeah. not Hibs.
0: I'm here to manage Hibs. Exactly. And it puts, I think it even puts a bigger emphasis on um, Thursday night case as well, and in Europe because that's another big game. You know we win that, and we're, you know, at least we get European competition after Christmas, um, as well, which is a big point. And we you know more extra money for the, you know, in there as well, which is always important. So it's a it's a big game, and I'm really interested to see what he does with this team now and how he's going to, you know, what he's going to do, um, with the team and how he's if he's going to change, if anything, what's he going to change? You know, is he going to get rid of you know, some of the guys that we were potentially talking about there who clearly have, clearly haven't been up to, maybe not rid of them, but maybe just like keeping them out of the firing line, you know, drop them for a while, you know, and bring in some other boys who are fast and hungry and ready to go. Aye, so I I think,
1: I think that's it. I think it needs, it needs freshened up in some regard. We need an injection of energy and passion, you know, and I, I feel like yesterday that, that's what we've been lacking. Didn't he win a second ball for me all game. No, no fight, just, Hibs wanted it more and we couldn't get near them. Where's the where's the energy and the passion? You know, like I, I didn't feel that yesterday. And I think that's what we need. Just freshen up, man. We just need a, an injection of, of of those those two things for me. Bit of energy, bit of intensity or passion, whatever you want to call it. That's that's what we need. So it'll be interesting to see if we get the new manager bounce and that maybe gets some of that. Guys playing for their playing for the positions, their, you know, the rangers' careers or, or whatever or somebody comes in at the cold and gets a chance and they want to seize it and keep the jersey or let, let's see but I um, Thursday will be interesting I think for Gio though it's like let's not set the bar too high let's just go and, and back him I think for me would yeah. be the would be my, is my mentality going into it one loser draw let's just go and back Gio and see because you know first training session on the Tuesday game on the Thursday it's a big game although I don't know if you noticed but Sparta got beat 4-0 half minnows at home I think uh, at the weekend so they're I not think? necessarily coming in in great form. I think they've dropped to like fourth or fifth in the table or something. Um, so you know they're not necessarily in the best of form either. So I would be saying, you know, they they might be in a similar a similar moment to us. So you just don't know. Um, but I let's let's see what, what Gio can can get at them. But I think there's bigger tests ahead, and I think we've said, I've said this before anyway. I'm no that bothered to be honest um, about finishing second in this this Europa League group. Um, Make it a good glamour tie for a Champions League team, but that's bit I'm not that bothered about it, to be honest. I'm just more interested to see just just a few wee tweaks and what, what happens. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Gio and giving him a bit of backing. That's that's it for me.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that's going to happen is Ibrox is going to be absolutely jumping. You see him back and being the manager as well. You know, that's one thing that's going to be. It's going to be pretty. And it's going to be going to be nice to see to be there. Um, you see that as well. I think Ibrox is going to be jumping. I'm going to give him a great a great reception like we always do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy and really excited to see to see what's happening um, on, on Thursday when we go. I'm actually looking, for, I'm really looking forward to Sunday because I feel like we need a bounce back um, and hopefully this is, this is it.
1: But that is a good thing. Uh, you mentioned the bounce back there. That is a good thing about being at a, a club like Rangers where you've got a lot of competitions because after a, an embarrassment like yesterday as a player, you just want to get it again and put it right. You know, you want to be like, oh man, and you feel dirty and you want you want that shower. You know, you want to get it off you. You want that stink gone. So a game soon is, is a good bounce back. You know, just go and take it out on the next one and go and, you know, get it, get the cleansing ritual of scudding somebody. So yep. hopefully that is a good thing for the players and, and you know, they see that as an opportunity and go and get motivated and get after this mob. I
0: think so. I think so. And I think even let's say, European football's all good and stuff like that as well, it is nice to be there, but, like you said, it's not the be-all and end-all, the league's the be-all and end-all, and, Aye. you know, they would like to, I think, winning a domestic cup um, in there as well, would have been it as well, but unfortunately, that's, you know, that's at the window of the until the Scottish stuff starts um, as well, but it's a, I don't know, I'm just bitterly disappointed with everything, to be honest with you, mate, and you know, just everything that sort of happened over the last... You know, I felt like we were on a bit of a downward spiral, and then you get back up again, you know, and then Gerard leaves and, you know, everybody's just like a bastard, and then we get Gio back in, and then that result... And Sunday, Yesterday was just a massive kick of the balls, wasn't it?
1: Aye, I think that that's the thing for me, is there was... Like you said, Gerard leaving was unexpected in a lot of ways, and happened quickly, and, and all that, and then you get the whole... Um, a few days I just watched a phone like oh please God Rangers announce something and it felt like it, it was a month but it was really a quick appointment to get Gio as we mentioned earlier it just felt ages um, but we get him in and there's all this positivity at the end of last week you know Thursday night and you're like yes here we go and I think they've soured it you know and it, like it sounds mad Gio the day has started a, a job that we can only dream of but at the same yeah. point you're sitting here feeling a bit sorry for him because they just slapped him in the face and shat the bed massively yesterday and took some of the shine off it and added a lot of negativity out of nowhere that didn't need to be there, you know. So, yeah. um, But I think the thing is, like we said, yesterday didn't happen in isolation. It's part of a trend and there's something there for them to, you know, that we really need to work on because we've said it all year, if we can hit a bit of form, if we can um, get even to an 8 out of 10 compared to last year, we'll we'll scud teams and we'll, we'll be fine and we'll, we'll, we'll win this league. That's the challenge now for Gio is to do that. And I think he's fully capable of, and maybe that new manager bounce is just enough to get us up there. And we will be fine because we've got the squad for it, but yeah. he starts showing it and performing. So, you know, here's hoping that it starts on the training pitch tomorrow and we see some fruits of that labour on Thursday and it, it, we, we can build for there because that's all you can do now. Next game's the most important, that old cliche, right? You know, that's, all you, that's the only one you can affect now is the next one. So that becomes the most important go out and do your best and crush it and, and start to build something
0: for there. 100% mate, couldn't agree with you more there. Um, sorry, exactly, so massive game on Thursday, he picks pick us up and obviously Geo's first game in charge um, and the jails as well and the Ibrox as well, it's going to be, it's going to be a good night and just hope we come through with a result. So, um, on that mate, I think that's probably a good place to, to sort of, to sort of end the podcast tonight. All I can say is, um, as always mate thanks very much always a, always a delight to speak to you All
1: right cheers mate I appreciate it it is always always good to catch up okay topic wasn't maybe the best some of that stuff today but it's always good to chat to you and chat Rangers
0: exactly, exactly. and also thank you everybody for listening as well and we'll be back um, next week with more Rangers discussion until then thanks very much and cheers
1: cheers mate take care
0: cheers Keith